Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Boys and Waters Project podcast. We have an incredible guest for you this week. We, have, we just have the best guests. We have, we've, we've met the most awesome people. And this lady is no different. This is Whitney, and we are talking fungi and foraging. So, yep, we're talking mushrooms and more mushrooms on this podcast. But if you are a new forager, want to get into it, want to up your game, love just talking about this stuff, how to identify things, how you can use these mushrooms and other awesome things that you can forage where you are and all season long, all year long. This is your girl. This is your episode. I absolutely adored this conversation. She is full of knowledge and she's just so much fun to talk to. And I'm so glad you guys are here. Everybody meet Whitney. Let's talk some mushrooms. Whitney, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I am ecstatic to have you on here. I I don't think I've talked much foraging on this podcast, and it is something that uh, I get more and more into every year as an outdoorsman, as a woodsman, and it's something that I really had no idea I had so much love for. Um, yeah. And from like following your page and watching you and like seeing the knowledge you have around it uh, and like the beautiful areas that that you're in, like where you, where you live, I I'm just super excited to talk to you about it and get to know you. So thank you so much for for being on here. Yeah, well, I appreciate you reaching out and I feel like foraging is getting its takeoff again. So 
I'm I'm super pumped that you even thought of me to talk about it. So it's it's an honor for real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If if uh, if people are listening are not familiar with you or haven't like seen your page, I, I feel like if they see what you share on Instagram, even um, it's like a it's like a no brainer to reach out to you. Like you know, for me in particular. It started my foraging journey started with mushrooms and that is a lot of what you share about and so and I'm still learning so much I don't think you really ever stop uh, in foraging but um, I'm just like so impressed with like the knowledge you have what you do with the mushrooms and it's it's just mind-blowing to me it's exciting Uh, so absolutely you are (laughs) you are who I think of uh, in in the foraging world for sure and we don't even really know each other just from like watching you and uh, so if you, if you wouldn't mind, could you just tell us all like a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, uh, you know, whatever you want to share. Yeah. Well, first off, bless your heart. You're so sweet. <laughs> um, so I am born and raised Eastern Kentucky. Um, I kind of am an, a newbie forager really. Like I really started getting into it about a year and a half ago. Um, I've always been like a big outdoors person, you know, I was raised daddy's girl hunting, fishing, playing in the mud. Um, but I didn't really get into like forging my own food outside of like the, the fishing and the hunting until I was in college and I just got like this really weird, like obsession with photographing mushrooms. So like. I'd be on a hike and I'd see a crazy little shroom growing off the side of the trail and I'd go take a picture of it. And I was like, huh, I wonder if I can eat that. But obviously <laughs> I didn't have the knowledge and, and it, I didn't want to do that. So um, I kind of just started trying to figure out what mushrooms were. Um, and I went to work one day. I was I was working for a forensic psychiatrist at the time and I was a psychometrician for him and it was a private practice and I went to work the next day and printed a 800 page color pages of a mushroom manual off the internet and he about fired me for it (laughs) and put it in a three ring binder and then like started walking around the woods like a ding dong with this three ring binder just like oh this could be this mushroom or this could be that one so I just eventually got a little bit more comfortable and started trying, you know, the ones that I knew for sure, for sure that were edible. And I just got hooked, man. Like, yeah, it's, you know, I've, I just found something that was so gratifying. Like, I mean, going out and being able to do that and having the knowledge is one thing, but being able to like bring it home and cook it up or, you know, play around with it, make different dishes, stuff like that. So, yeah, I just uh, kind of went head first into it, and I haven't stopped since. Um, there's a lot of stuff, like you said, you you can't, you don't stop learning, and I still definitely don't know every mushroom. If I did, like, I would have to have like a plaque or something. I don't think anyone <laughs> knows yeah. every mushroom. Yeah. But yeah, it just like started out of a a weird little interest in taking pictures and then all of a sudden it's like like you said when people see mushrooms they say I think you (laughs) and I'm like yeah that's that's super flattering so yeah it's kind of almost become part of my identity yeah 
Yeah, and I can, and I can, I mean, you take, like, really cool, I mean, mushrooms are just really cool anyway, like, even the ones that you can't eat just to look at. (laughs) So, I totally can understand the photography part of it. Um, And and actually, like, mushroom, um, like, decor, like, nostalgia, like, old, like, vintage, like, mushroom style, like, that's, like, first of all, I love that aesthetic anyway. Yes. But it's, like, coming back, too. Yes. Yeah. And I've noticed that, like. (laughs) Okay, I've my kitchen is like the Sears Mary Mushroom set, like <laughs> literally everything. And so, you know, my Instagram, it it does well, but my TikTok is what like blew my mind, and you know that's what's kind of caught on more than anything. And so many people will comment on there about my mushroom sets. Like I'll be making a video about cornbread and like 90% of the comments are like, oh my God, your mushroom canisters. I want those. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the seventies, like threw up mushrooms all in my kitchen. But like you said, that's coming back and people are starting to be like, dang sis, where'd you get that? And I'll be like, uh, I got this for like $30 on Facebook marketplace. And if you try to find it on eBay, you're going to be paying like hundreds yeah. of dollars. Yes. So yes. soon as you lose. Yep. I, uh, I follow a lot of, uh, I'm still kind of figuring TikTok out. I because I do so much hunting related stuff specifically. I mm, yeah. every time I feel like I make a TikTok that's worth a damn, uh, it gets taken down. Yes. <laughs> so and I'm struggling with that too. Like I like when I first got TikTok, I swore up and down I'd never ever ever get a TikTok. And my friends talked me into it. And it blew up, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So I posted an intro video, and within that intro video, I'm filleting a fish with, like, an electric knife, mm-hmm. and they flagged it. And so when you would click on it, it was like, be prepared for disturbing content. <laughs> and I was like, God, that's, like, so ominous. Like, it's not anything crazy. But now they, they took it down. Like you said, there's so much you can't do. Those, those guidelines are pretty tight, so I totally yeah. understand that. Yeah. And I, you know, most of what I follow on TikTok, if it's not like outdoor related, is like a lot of thrift, like a thrifting talk, like thrift talk and like people going to Goodwill or thrift stores or whatever. And, uh, um, like it's always highlighting the mushroom like decor. Like if you can find this seventies mushroom decor at a thrift stop, like you're a real thrifter. Like that is yeah. like what covers my TikTok. So I can see. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I want to get it on that. How do I get that on my? I think page? you are that. I think that's why I, I think you are. You're, oh. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Cause I think that's why people are like, they find you and they see your decor. I think it just like draws them in. Cause that is like, uh, every 10 TikToks I have um that kind of stuff and you know my grandmother had things like that and I think you know they're long gone now so it makes me super sad but I didn't didn't get on here to talk about you know 70s decor but I I do think that stuff is beautiful and it just like fits that vibe I guess uh but no that's that's cool I'll have to check out your TikTok for sure I'm like I'm not real good at it I um I don't follow very many people, but maybe it would be, maybe I can learn some things because I'm I'm not I'm not good at I'm not good at the TikTok yet. <laughs> Neither am I. I mean, I don't think I am, but uh, I I don't follow very many people. But I, I get you. It would be yeah. hard to to do what you do and post on there. Yeah, yeah. Some people some people do it. Like some people, I I think um, I'm not very good at double checking if I have like a gun in the picture. 
um mm. and i think that i think that is like a major flag on tiktok i'm i'm fairly certain so yeah 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 uh so i just need to be better about that if i'm going to keep doing it but back to like back to mushrooms i um i think that's really neat like your story about the manual honestly uh you know with like phones and stuff i i know that helps but um i i downloaded this app for a while uh where i would take pictures of the mushrooms and everything it uh it was pretty good like it was pretty accurate um sometimes sometimes not so much but for the most part, like there's a lot of cool stuff out there now. And I definitely would suggest like having the, like how you did it in color. Like I would suggest that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Don't go black and white. You'll die. <laughs> yeah. You might, <laughs> you just might die. Uh, I, I think it's like, um, really motivating to watch you because what kind of happened with me is so with hunting, so I started with like morels like around here and then yeah. with like squirrel hunting one of my mm-hmm. favorite parts of squirrel hunting is I find mushrooms like the whole time and then I'll like stop squirrel hunting and like a really successful day squirrel hunting for me is if I get a squirrel and you know find some mushrooms at the same time but exactly I would share it on uh, <coughs> social media like on my story or something and um I would share it and then maybe I'd like send a, I'd show a picture of like how he cooked it, you know, kind of thing. And I just did that a little bit, not, not a whole lot. And then I kind of started to become the person that people would send pictures of mushrooms to. And they'd be like, Hey Steph, do you know if I can eat this? And I'm like, Ooh, I, you know, (laughs) don't ask, don't ask me, but it kind of forced me to become a little bit more knowledgeable because it was happening so often that people would ask me. And, um, then you start going down these rabbit holes of, oh my gosh, like you learn about a new mushroom, you eat it, it's delicious, you try it with different stuff, um, and then it just like keeps building from there. At least that's been my experience. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I, I don't, I, I didn't start, like I feel like that's where most people get their start is morels, but that's like, you know, unmistakable, everybody, yep. well, I mean, anyone who's interested in like mushrooms or foraging would know what a morel is. Right. And do you want to hear a secret? Yes, of course I do. <laughs> I have never found a morel mushroom. That is awesome. It's <laughs> not a secret. It's not anymore. awesome. No, it's not. I feel like a poser. <laughs> like so many people will be like, "Hey, you got any tips for finding morels?" I'm like, "Yeah, I sure do, buddy." But you know, I've never had it work for me. Like I've been in places that have you know checked all the boxes but that's what that's why morels are so highly sought after though it's like you know they're they're difficult to find unless you got your honey hole and i'm gonna get it this year by god like (laughs) it's it's on like i have this like personal thing with myself like whitney if you can't find a morel mushroom this year just like hang it up like you're done (laughs) that is awesome like not for you I know that's not awesome for you yes it's terrible (laughs) yeah but it is it is like um it's it's kind of I don't know it probably feels humbling to you a little bit (laughs) because you yeah yeah, but I I hope you find one and you know truly uh morels are um morels are uh delicious and they are super fun to find but you know, it started with morels for me, and I was pretty convinced that nothing would taste better than a morel. But there's so many different types of mushrooms out there that are so delicious if you like mushrooms. Um, yes. And so that surprised me because I I was pretty much like eh, morels only. Like I'm not into this foraging thing. 
and then it kind of just changed from there so like you've probably had mushrooms that are so much more delicious than a morel anyway but i know 100 percent. i'm sure you want to find one regardless yes <laughs> yes i want to find i mean and i will eat it too don't get me wrong but yeah. like you said you know there are so many other mushrooms out there that are just as or more delicious than a morel so i think people get hung up on that yeah yep most definitely i uh something there's okay there's a few things that like i've seen you share that i'm like so curious about and interested in so uh recently i started working at an organic farm part-time and we are inoculating logs to grow our own mushrooms for like our food that we that we do like farm to table um at the farm i work at and we're growing uh oysters and shiitake mushrooms and Um, so it's a whole learning process. It's, re- it's really cool. But the, the chefs that work there and the main farmhand that I, that I work under, they took uh, chicken of the woods and they made it into a powder and then they add it as like a seasoning like on our pizzas and different stuff. And it is one of the most wonderful yep. tasting things I've ever had. And I saw that you also <laughs> made some like wild mushroom powders. And I was like, I want to learn to do this. It's so like all the kinds that I've had are so delicious, so good on food. Yeah, it adds like, and, it, and each mushroom gives its own, you know, different flavor, but it's just like that mushroom powder adds that like umami balm to food and it's just like so stinking good. And chicken of the woods is one of the ones that I've made. And that was like one of the fan favorites for sure. And it's not, it's not hard to do. Like I think, you know, I remember like seeing people dry and powder mushrooms and just to bring home mushrooms and like dehydrate them seemed almost like impossible for me. I'd be like, man, I wish I could do that. And now it's like second freaking nature. Like I'll find a pocket full of mushrooms. I'll be like, we're firing up the dehydrator tonight. And, like, <laughs> no matter what, like any edible mushroom, I'm like coming home with me. It's going in a jar or it's going in the freezer. So yeah, it's like super easy. You just find them, dry them, bust them up and you know, you can add other stuff to it. That's what I do is, you know, I I mean, it's, it's mostly the mushroom powder in the seasoning, but I'll add like, you know, salt and garlic and onion and thyme and stuff like that. And it just makes like a real freaking awesome, like all purpose seasoning. That's good on literally everything. Yeah. And, and, and maybe for, and maybe for you now, it's not a unique flavor because you've, you've had it and like utilized it, but I would say, in my opinion, I, I don't know. Um, it's not that I have is like a really like um, refined palate or anything like that. Uh, uh, pretty much raised on gas station and bar food, but still, I have <laughs> never, I've never, uh, like, I've never tasted anything like this, like powdered chicken of the woods, and and it was so by itself, it was just so great. It like just added this like complexity like to the food. Um, yeah. And I, I, could, I, I, w- I would put it on just about anything like that flavor. I can't describe yeah. it. Um, you did a good job of describing it, but I I, um, I would put it on just about anything. Um, is foraging like for you is a lot of the motivation like food related or is it purely like outdoors or what is that? What is that like for you? Like what is kind of your motivation behind it? God, it's like everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, all of the above. Um, I think the the number one motivator is just getting the hell outside like yeah i 
like I said, I started out, you know, I love, always loved hiking and stuff and then finding mushrooms and getting curious and doing all that. But yeah, just being outside, like that's my therapy. I would much rather like be in the middle of the woods somewhere than like sitting on my couch at home on my phone. Like that's just who I am. But I mean, I think just the therapeutic and aspect of it and the boost of serotonin that I get just from like being outside is number one. But like I do, you know, it's really satisfying to be able to find your own food for free and cook said food and it be like really damn delicious. Like, you know, that's a big accomplishment in in my eyes, you know, because you can go to the grocery store and I mean, I live in the middle of freaking nowhere, so I don't really have like a grocery store that has, you know, top notch mushrooms. It's all like white button and baby Bella, but I've been places where you know, if you wanted to get like chanterelles, freaking expensive. Like mm-hmm. it is ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you're saving yourself money and having fun doing it, and it tastes really good. So all those things kind of go into it. And plus, I just I love to learn. Like every time that I go out, I feel like I'm learning something new or finding something new or researching, you know, something new. So it just kind of checks all my boxes yeah. all around for sure. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, you know, hunting is, is one of my favorite ways, if not my favorite way to spend my time, really pretty much any type of hunting. But like now that I've opened my eyes to like, I don't know. I just see things a little bit differently. The older I get, I pay attention to different things, different, you know, different things than I I used to. Um, And like I said, like I will, I will stop my squirrel hunt to now spend the next few hours looking for mushrooms. You know, I just like, I I wouldn't have ever thought that growing up because I was this hardcore hunter. But Mm -hmm. that is, I mean, it is a type of hunting, right? (laughs) I mean, it really, it really is. Uh, And but there's just something it comes back to it's not you know because like hunting and foraging both are both like they're both about the food for me for sure but that's not the only thing it's also the outdoor it's all of the things that you just said but there's something Mm -hmm. about that like uh whether it's for your own self or for other people like i i I love to pick mushrooms that i know are edible and give them to people too like people who don't get Mm -hmm. out and do it and share it and just like contributing to others like it's like I don't know it's this it's a it's a good feeling mm-hmm. yeah I get that like I swear I think watching people eat my mushroom dishes is more like satisfying to me than me eating it myself like I mean I, I obviously like to eat them but like <laughs> my boyfriend makes fun of me because like if I make something and there's people over and it's like one of my mushroom dishes I'll just like stare at everyone's face <laughs> when they take the first bite. And I'm like, what's their reaction? Do they like it? Do they not like it? And like you said, you know, it's just, it feels good to provide for yourself and, and for other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, uh, I bring this up a lot cause you know, it's outdoors men, outdoorsy people as a whole seem, it, it seems like it's getting back that direction of people wanting to spend more time outside, which mm-hmm. is really great. Um, but it seems like they're more rare, like folks that spend, you know, as much time as they can outdoors seems more rare. It seems right. kind of like a special club sort of. 
And, um, but I think that, I think whether you look at it from the perspective of like, you're already an outdoorsman and you, and you just want something else to do outside, I think foraging is a great path. Or if you're like, I don't really want to hunt. I really don't want to fish. I kind of just like want to be outside. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think foraging is like a great step that way too. Like, however you look at it, I think it's just another, mm-hmm. um, great avenue to get people outside that's not high pressure um yeah and just lovely you know and and makes them pay attention uh if you have kiddos like teaching them about you know trails and tracking and and tree identification and uh you know listen you know all of that like plays into it so it's so cool Mm -hmm. but the thing I the thing I really want to ask you about because I don't know why I'm obsessed with them I've never ate one I don't really know anything about them uh but you had like a a table full of pawpaws in in a picture I saw um and for the longest time I was telling telling my boyfriend he was he was making fun of me uh because I was learning about pawpaw trees and I was reading about the history of them and how they got to Iowa. Um, cause they're not like they've been around in I, cause I live in Iowa. They've been, they've been around here for a long time, but they're kind of scattered. And mm-hmm. he was telling me he's a, he's a big coon hunter, been a big hunter, like his entire life, uh, big yeah. woodsman, you know, he's, he's knowledgeable. Like I don't doubt his knowledge at all, but he's telling me, he's like, Steph, like there are not pawpaw trees in Iowa. I'm like, I'm telling you, man, I did my research. There are pawpaw trees. And uh, actually, some ladies that I'm going to see tomorrow, they are uh, naturalists at a, at a park. And, um, oh gosh, I shouldn't say that too much, but there are pawpaw trees there. And they confirmed, and, and I know where oh, they are. And uh-oh. by the time I found out about them, uh, it was too late in the season. But I yeah. am so excited to go check that out when the weather gets warmer. Um, and... Yeah. So are pawpaws like pretty, like, are they every, like where you are, are they pretty like easy to come across or not so much? No. Okay. (laughs) It's kind of like how people have their honey holes for morels. You know, people have their honey holes for their pawpaws. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, yeah, you, you can come across them, but you, you know, you don't see them a lot and people, want to know where they're at and I will not tell them just like you were like I better not say anymore um but I mean yeah you can come across them on trails and stuff but a lot of times what I've ran into is you'll usually find just like a few fruits you know not a whole lot growing from a tree you know maybe like three or four but I have like the (laughs) mother load of trees somewhere and again not going to say it but um they're not as you know they're not very common like not super common at least in my area they're not yeah yeah I don't that's that's overall the vibe I've gotten from the people who will talk pawpaws with me <laughs> yeah well uh, it's like I've, I've had people try to buy pawpaw seeds off of me like and it seems like a shady drug deal like they offered me a lot of money for pawpaw seeds and I was like Because, I mean, I had to even do some research, too, because growing up, I mean, I've always known what they are, and they've always been, you know, if I wanted to eat one, I could always find one from somebody. But I didn't realize, like, outside this area how much people are, like, trying to get their hands on some pawpaws or grow some trees. So I was like, man, I've I've got gold here, man. Yeah, because aren't they, 
um they're like one of the only like the only natural growing tropical right like tropical fruits yeah. uh in north america or in the united states um yeah yeah and i've and i i've never had one but i've heard that they taste very good um and are they kind of like uh are they anything like um like a pear in any way nope okay. i wouldn't i wouldn't say pear i would say pawpaw is a cross between a banana and a mango and like the texture is like creamy custard bliss like you wait till Darn. it almost looks rotten yeah like you don't want to you usually don't want to pick them off the tree you want to wait till they fall to the ground and they're like kind of black and soft to the touch um but yeah super creamy and listen since you were so so awesome to have me on here and talk to me i can hook you up with a little jar of my pawpaw jam if you if you're interested that way you can oh my gosh get you a taste i am so interested <laughs> <laughs> i would be like in heaven i would love that so much you are so sweet i and listen i don't i don't <laughs> offer that up to very many people like the only other person that i've uh, that i've offered paul paul jam to is this woman who i did not know who was like listen honey i'll send you some carhartt overalls in the mail and i was oh. like oh. i was like okay well you get a paul paul jam then oh you're so i i would most definitely take you up on that awesome offer like I am fascinated by them. I think because they're so rare where I am, mm -hmm. yep. it's almost like this, this mission, you know, and I've, I've heard so many good things about them and, um, the, the farm, actually the farm I work on, uh, I was talking to the farm manager about this and his, his family farm, they, they grow pawpaw trees there, uh, mm -hmm. uh, now and, I've been thinking about getting a pawpaw tree of my own. I know it'll take some time to grow, but you can actually, I was looking that up, like a cost of like a pawpaw tree and, um, you can buy the, they're just, I mean, they're like, they look like a stick. I mean, they're not, mm -hmm. there's like nothing to them, but you can buy the little sapling trees on Etsy of all places. Um, what? and there's, there's decent reviews on them that uh they'll send you like five five of them and like most people have said like three like three of them will actually like grow well that's awesome yeah so i know i know that they're difficult to to grow them you know i don't have any experience of like planting and growing my own but i've heard that it is kind of kind of rough you know yeah to get them to actually to bear fruit so that's that's pretty sweet yeah yeah that's like a whole nother like podcast whole other layer <laughs> to everything mm -hmm. but uh yeah I just I've heard uh cool things about them and they're definitely on my list and I found uh um thanks to some friends too um persimmons a good little uh patch of of those as well um but that that whole part of foraging is, is so new to me it, it definitely has been more mushroom based um mm -hmm. getting into everything else is like mind-blowing <clears throat> and mm -hmm. And I, uh, I'm ordering some books on this to just kind of better educate myself too. But can you, do you overall like forage all year long? Like I, I, my understanding is there are things that you can forage every season, wherever you are, yes. but I don't have a good yes. understanding of that. 
Yeah, I'm literally always mushrooming. Like, at any point, but you know what I think is the most dead time, and people complain, like, about the winter being, like, their driest foraging time. I honestly think the spring, for me, as far as mushrooms go, is the most difficult because spring you're like really focused on morels which obviously have not came my way (laughs) and like i've you know i found like an oaky and and stuff like that in the spring but i do better in in the winter doing um mushroom hunting than i do in the spring now once it gets towards late spring that's a different story but it feels like i don't know it just you would think that you would find more then just because of the weather, but in, at least in Eastern Kentucky and my area, like it doesn't really go that way for me. In the winter, I can get oysters, hedgehogs, yellowfoot, anoki. Like, I mean, I've, I've brought some pretty big hauls in during times you wouldn't think, but yeah, I'm, I've got something for every season. And that's why I love it so much is because, you know, a lot of people, have issues during the winter like seasonal affective disorder and yeah just like getting the blues and stuff so like being able to get out know that I have a pretty damn good chance of still being able to do the things that I would do in the summer it just happens to be a little bit colder but can still haul them in that's that's done a lot for my mental health I will I will say that for sure so I think a lot of places like you said get books look up you know, things that might grow in your area during the colder months. And listen, there's always something out there to eat. Like there's, <laughs> there's so much, so much shit you can eat from, from outside. Yes. And I, uh, that, that, um, so I can just be like all over the place and have a million things going on. But I try to, um, this winter and just, whenever like if I'm in a hurry or if I'm going somewhere and I don't have time to like stop and figure out what kind of mushroom it is I I do try to um like I'll quickly like stop take a picture and like go back to my my truck or something and Mm -hmm. try to remember where I'm at or like pin where I'm at and just look up that mushroom um and I I did that a couple times this winter they were mushrooms that I and I still don't know I have to like look back at my pictures I don't know what they are but I I hear like I've read about people foraging in the winter for mushrooms but I just I just have no idea what's available to me uh in Iowa in the winter like I see different types of mushrooms growing but I don't know anything about them uh Mm -hmm. you know and um the idea of being able to continue to forage in the winter sounds really awesome to me. Like I would really enjoy mm-hmm. that. Uh, especially having a, uh, a really active puppy. Like I need to run him oh, yeah. and walk him all the time anyway. Might as well, <laughs> yeah. uh, do something else while I'm out there too. So, I mean, I think that's, I think that's awesome. And I, I, I don't know if anyone, um, I don't know if people think about foraging in the winter, you know, that wouldn't be like my first thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, you know, people just assume, with the cold weather and and snow and stuff like that that you you're not gonna be able to find anything but I have like went mushroom hunting in the snow and you know dug my ass through and made tunnels and found stuff like if I think it looks like a good spot you know kick around and look under stuff like you just you just never know and there's all there's always something out there whether you know it be a plant mushroom animal fish whatever like Mm -hmm. There's always something that you can do outside and 
you know, again, that's been something that's been really helpful for me mentally yeah. and, and physically too, to be yeah. able to, to get out and do that. Yep. I agree. I think I would be, I mean, I'm definitely, um, like crazy, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> not like certified, not certified, but you know, like all jokes aside, I, I, I don't know what I would do or <laughs> where I would be without being able to escape like outside sometimes or being close to some public areas or having all of that uh, be a part yeah. of my life, you know? Um, I feel that. Yeah. Like, I, I, and I, and you know, honestly, like starting this podcast, like that's a lot of what it was for me is um, I grew up in this, like, I mean, you know, just jo- jokingly kind of this, uh blue collar redneck style hunting like atmosphere but i'm also kind of this hippie child who loves hiking and just sightseeing and listening to birds too i'm i'm both of those things and um what i find fascinating is sometimes those two like stereotypes uh don't uh bond well or like don't see each other as yes. like possible friends which yes. like never made sense to me because I'm like I am definitely both of these things and yes. both of these groups of people pretty much want the same thing like they want to be outside to escape life probably for a little while um, mm-hmm. eat healthier have that time with their family outdoors, you know, like they all want the same thing. So it just kind of always blew Mm -hmm. my mind that they're so, they seem so segmented and far apart. And that was part of this uh, podcast idea was like the deeper things about the outdoors, like more about your mental and spiritual and physical health, like more, much more about that than anything, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's super awesome. Like to hear that be like the driving force. I get, I get that so hard. Like when you said, like you grow up in like a redneck blue collar place, but then also I'm I'm like a, a hippy dippy flower child too. Yeah. Like I want to I want to be barefoot outside, but then sometimes I want to wear work boots. Like you know I feel like I go both ways a little bit. Like I came from well, I feel like I came more from the redneck side of things, and I'm like the weird hippie in the family. But Same. like I get I get what you're saying. It, <laughs> yeah. it should yeah it should be. We're, like we have a common place in in the love for the outdoors and I don't know I mean I feel like I've flipped a few rednecks in my day to kind of see see the hippie side of things um but yeah it, it is strange how sometimes they can butt heads but man we just want to go outside yeah. have a good time. <laughs> yeah and I think I think uh you know, not for everybody. There's always going to be like extremes on both ends and people not getting along. But maybe it's because I'm surrounding myself with more people like that. But to me, it feels to me, it feels like those worlds are starting to blend a lot more than they used mm-hmm. to. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think so. And it might be that I don't know. It might be like my age. I, I'm not sure. But it feels it feels like that. And I like I like that. Like, I hope that continues. Um, well, I can give you an example of how it is blending. Yeah, please do. My mom is like so like she doesn't know anything about what I like. I mean, she knows what I do, but she's not like knowledgeable in it. And she got a tincture off of me the other day. She got an old man's beard tincture that I made like a, a double extraction from it. And I was like, Mom, you're going to try my hippie juice? And she was like, Aww. oh, yeah, yeah. She was like, I'll, I'll pay you for it. And I was like, well golly I was like 
never thought I'd see the day that my mother is dropping moonshine and lichen into her dot Mountain Dew and giving it a chug for her health. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I love that. Um, no, that I, I, I think, I think that I, I, I honestly think that most people are so, uh, well, mo- like pretty much all people are more complex than the stereotype that they fall into, you know, and absolutely. Um, but you know, sometimes they just want to defend that. They want to, mm-hmm. they want to defend that identity so hard when really they aren't just that, like they are the hippie dippy mm-hmm. flower child that wants to be closer to nature and have, uh, you know, better things for themselves and, you know, all that. That's, right. um, yeah, like I, I relate, I relate so much to that. And um, I had no idea. I, I used to be called like hippie or you're such a hippie or like flower child. And uh, people would just assume all these like, you know, hippie stereotype things about me all the time, like back home. And I didn't get it. Like, I didn't even know what they were talking about. I just had no, I didn't even <laughs> yeah. know that I was like that until enough people like said that to me, you know? Um, so I, yeah, I get it. I, I was, I was wondering outside of, outside of mushrooms, is there, is there, um, like a favorite thing to forage for or something that you're seriously after? Mm-hmm. I really, really like ramps. Have you ever had ramps? Uh Uh-uh. No. Oh, Lord. Lord, (laughs) child. They are... Well, do you like... Do you love garlic? I love garlic, yes. Do you love onions? I do now. I used to hate them, but I love them now. Okay. Yeah. So, imagine, like, a garlic and onion got together and, like, had this little delicious baby child. (laughs) That's... That is a ramp, but, like, stankier than, like, like, if you love that flavor, which, like, garlic is one of my absolute favorite things on planet Earth. Yeah. Ramps are, like, even, like, strong. I don't know. It's just, like, a super strong flavor, and it's um, something that you find in the spring. Again, it's one of those things, if you know where they're at, you're probably not telling people where they're at, because it has, like, a really small window, too, of of when they can be found. So um, I want to find more ramps this year. I know where there's a decent patch at, but people don't forage them responsibly and you can wipe a whole patch out in no time. Like if you, if you take them all, they're gone. You know, like if you don't, if you don't do it right, then you've kind of screwed yourself and anyone else who may have wanted some in that area. But yeah, ramps rule. Like I can eat them raw grilled, boiled, sauteed, like <laughs> any freaking way. And so that's that's definitely one that I, I like to go after. And I like berries, um, blackberries. Um, I make jam with those and blackberry dumplings. And, you know, they, they preserve well, freeze well. So it's always good to have that, especially like during the winter. I try to keep my freezer full of like summertime goodies that way. You know, it always feels like I've got good, fresh summertime food whenever I want it. Yeah, that's like very motivating to hear, too, because I for Christmas this year, um, I felt so I felt so seen by my family for Christmas this year. Uh, my boyfriend and my family, uh, my 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 boyfriend got me um, 
a bunch of like trapping equipment like for for like trapping animals but then uh my and then my my parents got me <clears throat> all the stuff I need for like canning jams and jellies like I've never done that but I've been I've been wanting yeah. to, to do that so um you know pretty much my whole Christmas was built around like trapping foraging and canning <laughs> And it was so great. Like, I just felt so like, oh, my gosh, they get me now. 30 years later, they get it. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) It was so I just felt I and and now I have this stuff and I um, I really want to learn that, you know, that next that next step and utilize everything. So I um, I that's so much better than like bath and body works and a candle. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> something that really means. yeah and well i mean not that it doesn't mean something to you i appreciate when someone gets me lotion or a candle right, but like yeah, if they want to yeah. get me a fishing pole <laughs> instead i'm like okay yeah like you know me yes and uh i don't think that the like the pot they got i mean maybe it was i don't want to like discount it i don't think but like some of the stuff they got me like they got me the jars and the um the the pot that's specifically for you know uh the like the water canning am i saying that right uh yes. and yeah and they got me um that and then they got me some pickling stuff um and and they've had christmases where they spent probably way more money on me uh mm-hmm. and it didn't maybe always it didn't quite mean as much as right. this did you know uh mm-hmm. so i thought that was so i just appreciated my family a whole, i always do but i i just really appreciated them this year uh like just kind of encouraging my habits you know and my hobbies yeah, that's that's awesome yeah i love that uh so you mentioned and this and this is probably there's probably too many examples to get too into it but you mentioned foraging responsibly um how can someone how does someone know if they're foraging responsibly or how can they how can they find that out you know Okay. Well, I have, I have conflicting opinions on this okay. based upon, <laughs> based upon what you're foraging. Right. Right. When, when it comes to mushrooms, honey, you pick and you pick and you pick and you don't freaking worry about it because people <laughs> who, people who pick shame me, like that's one of the quickest ways to get under my skin because <laughs> when you pick mushrooms, you are not like screwing anything up. Like, you know, as I mentioned with ramps, if you pull a ramp up out of the ground, like the whole thing, it's not going to grow back. With a mushroom, the mycelium network is underneath the ground. You're not messing with it. And just because you picked it doesn't mean anything. It still can, you know, produce like you're picking the fruiting body. So think about like an apple tree. If you pick an apple off the tree, are you screwing the tree up? No, it's still going to continue to produce apples. I mean, if you cut the damn tree down, it ain't going to. But you get what I'm saying. Like yeah, picking yep. a mushroom is just like picking an apple off of a tree, and you think of the mycelium underneath as, you know, the big old tree that continues to produce the fruit. Um, so if you can tell, I'm passionate about. No, that's great. That's exactly yeah, yeah. I love so that you talk like, about pick shaming. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and also, while we're on that topic. Pick them however you want to pick them. If you want to cut them, cut them. If you want to pluck them, pluck them. If you want to drop kick them, drop kick them. I don't care. <laughs> like, 
you can do whatever you want. It does not matter. Like people that are like, oh, if you cut it and leave the stub, it'll bloom another mushroom or some shit that makes no sense. And like, <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. So anyone out there, if you see a mushroom and you want to pick it, you pick it, sissy, as well, or bubby. And I will never like get on to you about it at all. So um, the only thing I could see is like, if you shared, like, if you were on, like, a public property or, you like, you were in your neighborhood and, like, someone else was also forage, like, interested in foraging mushrooms, like, don't be a, a dick and take it all. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yep. that's that's what I could think of. But everywhere that I go is, like, not, I don't think anybody's looking for mushrooms where I'm going. And yeah. I think I'm probably the only person out there. So, yeah, I will bring a lot home. And people will be like, what are you going to do with 20 pounds of oyster mushrooms? I'm like, you watch. You watch me. <laughs> and I make stuff for other people. Like, you know, that goes back to what you were saying. You know, sharing the bounty with others. It's not like I'm over here sitting on a hoard of mushrooms like a dragon garden. It's like treasure trove of stuff. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I like to have, yeah, I like to have them. But I, I want to cook them for you. And I want to. I want to give you some mushroom seasoning or I want to give you some jam. Like that's part of why I love doing what I do is to be able to let other people experience it. Like I had a lot of people who had never eaten a wild mushroom before. And that was just neat to be able to allow them to, you know, have that moment. And I helped them do that. That's like super freaking cool to me. Um, foraging responsibly. I get on these rants. Um, so as far as like fruit goes i think that, that's the same thing if there's a well-known patch like at least be mindful of other people mm -hmm. but also just being respectful to nature i mean it's given to us and we need to be able to to respect it and and give back to it as well so don't be cutting down no trees don't be leaving your trash out i've i get so I get so sick when I like see a big McDonald's cup on like some four mile like treacherous hike. I'm like, who brought a sweet tea with them in, in a cup? And then was like, man, I packed it all the way up this hill. I might as well just drop it right here. It's like, I mean, now it's empty. So leave no trace. That's how you forage responsibly as well. Yes. And I mean, just use your common sense you know yes and pick all the mushrooms <laughs> yeah pick them all yeah yeah no I love that so much I think uh uh you know like next next step for me uh where I'm at in my foraging journey I suppose is you know there's a couple public places for um oysters golden oysters uh mm -hmm. goat's beard uh pheasant back and and um, chicken of the woods they're kind of all in this one area and um i and then i got, I got a couple puff balls too out there and yeah. you know i was sharing it uh my stories and social media and um uh, and and you know sometimes i will I'll, I'll pick a bunch and then i'm like ah and I'll know that there's more, right? I know exactly where there's more. And so I'm like, okay, I'll come back in like a day or two. Yeah. And if they're, if they're still there, I'm going to take them. <laughs> cause, yeah. cause it's, it's a pretty, 
it's a it's not a very big public area there's trails everywhere all of them are very accessible um there's two spots like this that i've been to and that i'll like come back to and if they're still there i'll take more but i feel Mm -hmm. like my next my next step for me um is i need to be better at like how to store them and like what to do with them to have them stay uh good for i don't think i do a very good job storing them like most of the time my mushrooms are only good for a couple days and like they're going to be wasted if i don't do something with them and just being better about that like that's something i need to teach myself and and learn more about yeah Yeah, i'm I'm glad you brought that up too because that does kind of this is that's like a not saying you're a beginner forager but i feel like that's something that a lot of people when they first get started out doing they get like super excited so like let's say they spot this like massive chicken of the woods and they like cut the whole damn thing off and bring it home and put it in a bag and put it in their fridge. And then, you know, like two weeks later, they're like, what am I going to do with this gloopy mushroom? Yeah. You know, you, you just kind of get excited, take it home without the knowledge of, okay, what do I need to do to like preserve this thing? Or so you'll get to the point too, like preserving to me is just as fun as, like going out and, and, well, I mean, not as fun, but it's right up there with, you know, I always say I'm going to be playing in my mushrooms in the kitchen when I get home. So I'm like dehydrating some, sauteing some, freezing some, like powdering some. And, and there's a lot of good ways to preserve them too. So, you know, just being responsible enough to know that, hey, I'm not going to be taking these home and letting them rot when, yep. you know, potentially somebody else could have came and got them and, and fed their family or something you know what I mean yeah no I definitely do I definitely do that's exactly how I feel it's kind of like uh it's a it's a similar feeling I I talk about this oh my gosh my puppy is literally putting the doorknob in his whole mouth and trying to turn it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it, yeah uh you are smart you are a smart boy um you know, uh, I, I talk about this uh, pretty often on the podcast, something that either makes me feel sick or guilty or, you know, whatever is, um, is like hunting something and then it not being uh, ate or used. Um, mm-hmm. And it, that kind of, it's kind of a similar feeling with the mushrooms. Like I have definitely mm-hmm. overpicked and then not utilized quick enough where they just were wasted. And I picked a bunch yeah. of them. You know, and it made me feel like crap. And I'm like, Ugh. luckily at the, the farm that I work at, the chefs use uh, wild mushrooms and a lot of different things and make them into powders and spices and um, dehydrate them. So anytime I overpick now, I have uh, this group of like amazing chefs that like, oh, give them to me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but now I now I want to do that stuff. You know, I want to learn <laughs> yeah. what they're doing with it. Uh, yeah. So I think that's I think that's awesome. Um, yeah. And, and that's something that will happen. Like, I mean, I have done that. I am 100% guilty. Like, I feel like I had, um, oh, I had a hen of the woods in the back of my van for like a week before I remembered it was back there. <laughs> and then it started stinking. And, you know, like it happens. And, you know, like you were saying, it's like if you're you're hunting the animal, like you do feel that, that guilt. Like if, you know, if you shot a deer and you can't track it or, um, you know, you I just, you know, you want to utilize everything, not waste anything, but don't feel bad about the mushrooms. Cause like I said, no pick shaming. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay if you bring it home cause it's going to come back. Yes. It yes. will come back. Maybe not the year next year, but maybe the year after. Like, I mean, you're not, you're not messing anything up and it's okay to let a few mushrooms rot. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. But 
getting into preserving and, and knowing what you're doing like is it's been a big big thing for me big help for me and has <laughs> led to my mushroom problem that I have <laughs> of having well it's not a problem no it's a, I don't think so. my mush my mushroom blessing that I have of having so many of them um but again not all for me they're, they're for other people too yeah no I love that and uh yeah, there's just so many, there's so many things to learn. Like once you get started, there's just, there's more, it's constant. And I, I that stuff, that kind of thing is like really exciting to me. Just the constant mm-hmm. learning and identifying. And, um, do you have like an absolute favorite mushroom? Like whether it's like cooking with eating or just foraging for. Gosh, <laughs> I, I, it makes me feel bad to pick one, you yeah. know, not, <laughs> not, not to pick one, no pick shaming, but it makes me feel bad <laughs> to select a favorite mushroom i love hedgehog mushrooms which are one of the ones that you can find in the colder months it's like fall to early winter and they're really similar to a chanterelle in their color their texture and even kind of in their taste but i think it kind of goes back to the fact that i can find a really freaking awesome mushroom during the cold months and it makes it taste better if that makes sense because you know you you get kind of down and out more so in in the winter and if you can bring home a haul those babies like if you're still sad then you may need to go to the doctor because it's really freaking (laughs) freaking good yeah no that does make a lot of sense that um like it like it tastes better it's more rewarding in a sense exactly Um, I 100% agree with that that yeah and they pair well with a lot of stuff too. They and where they're like the freaking meaty texture, you know, they're just they're fun to to mess around with, and they dry well and they freeze well. So, I I think and they're really funky looking. Have you ever seen a hedgehog mushroom before? I I feel like when you say like when you say that, I definitely have, but I can't I can't like put it in my mind. Okay, um, so it's the orangey color, like a like a chanterelle would be, but they're like a cat stem mushroom, but when you flip them over, they have teeth on the bottom. Oh. So that's why they're called hedgehogs. Yeah. Because they have like those little spikes, quill-ish yeah. things underneath. So they're like really wicked looking, first off. Um, but they are just absolutely freaking delicious. And, and that's another good um, beginner mushroom, too, because there's nothing else that looks like that one. Right. Like, there's no no lookalikes at all so if you find a orange capstan mushroom with some freaky little quills on the bottom then be happy because you got yourself a hedgehog yeah that's awesome no I, I really like that that's like good advice too um kind of like with morels or you know that's like a beginner sometimes for people is it's easy it's easily identifiable you know and then yeah uh just going from there I mean I think that, that I think that's just like solid advice for someone getting started too it's just kind of pick something and Mm -hmm. get used to that and then go on to the next thing you know um it happens it happens faster than I thought because I I I really am like oh my gosh how am I going to remember these things and figure this out um Mm -hmm. but I I am definitely still a beginner but I get I learn something new every year and like look forward to picking something different all the time Uh, I just I think it's fascinating it's so cool and like learning how to use use it in food and stuff and mm-hmm. um, I I would really like 
and this is like a whole nother rabbit hole, but I would really like to learn, you know, some of the medicinal uses for it too, like natural ways, um, natural remedies. And it sounds like you're kind it sounds like you're, you're all about that too, or like, at least you are, are starting to be one or the other. Um, uh, is that like, are you kind of like doing like apothecary style? That was, you know, the, the culinary part of it, you know, came first for me, but I have been like geeking out real hard on, on the medicinal purposes and, and, and uses with mushrooms. And I've started doing, um, some tinctures and I actually have a turkey tail tincture brewing right now that I'm going to have to be working on soon. Um, but yeah, like reishi, turkey tail, lion's mane, cordyceps, like all of those shiitake, which it's not technically a wild mushroom, you can grow it, but like they have such awesome like health benefits and I have started to nerd out on that side of things. And so if, if I'm not using it to eat it, like if I've got a, because turkey tail isn't really something you eat, like that's, that's like a just medicinal mushroom. So I think it's pretty cool that, you know, they can be delicious, but they can also be super healthy for you, like immune boosting. There's like a lot of them, which, you know, it's been shown that it can like help prevent the growth of cancer cells, like all this yep. crazy, yep. crazy stuff, like mushrooms are so freaking, <laughs> they're so freaking cool. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I think I'm, I'm definitely starting to explore that a lot more than I did. And I think that also comes along with, becoming more comfortable with foraging because like how I was saying before, like even dehydrating a mushroom was so beyond me at one point, like I was like, man, that would be cool if I could ever get to that point. And now I'm like brewing witchy shit in my closet from like all these, (laughs) these mushrooms and like making stuff that, that helps me. Like when I'm sick, like I'll use some of these tinctures and they work. Like it's, it's, you know, it's real. And I try to I try to preach that about mushrooms if anyone will listen that they're just like so good and awesome for so many different things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I uh um there's a I'll have to think of the titles of them, but there's bo- there's a bunch of books at the farm in the kitchen and and, and there and there's a bunch of them that are about like humans and mushrooms and like how far back that goes from a healing mm-hmm. and food perspective. Uh yeah. and the, the like there's a whole bu- there's a whole bunch of like reading uh, the farm hand I work for I work at a totally different type of farm for sure but like he wants me to you know read those things and learn about it yeah. I'm all for it I, th- I think that's fascinating and uh-huh. um you know from a health you know, of course I want to be healthier <laughs> like I mm-hmm. you know I, I just I think that's such a cool thing um and it's like never ending knowledge and that's like how we used to live you know like we're so disconnected from like when I say we like humans, we mm-hmm. that was like for so many people that was kind of second nature to them. That was just right. what they did. Uh, it mm-hmm. wasn't like looked at as a hobby. It was it was definitely a a lifestyle. Um, that was how you survived, right? Too. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. And I think that's another thing that kind of is you know rewarding to me because being from Appalachia and you know, coming from, even in, in my own experience, like, you know, having to, uh, you know, kill big game to have food for, you know, 
to put on the table and just stuff like that. Like it makes me feel closer to where I came from and like I am so freaking proud of where I come from. So to be able to do those things is just like, you know, cherry on the top of the freaking Sunday for me. Like it's just all around so fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. And that's, I, I can't, um, I think it's awesome. Like I, I, I constantly have uh, multiple times I've looked at, uh, stuff that you've shared and posted. I'm like, what? Like, take a note, learn this sometime. <laughs> like what? Ask questions. <laughs> like, uh, I, I know foraging is such a broad topic and there's so many avenues to go down with it. Uh, and I, I just, I can't believe we've already, we've already been talking for an hour at this point and, Oh, snap. Uh, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, yeah, we're over an hour now. Um, and I just I just really appreciate like what you've shared and like it just as kind of like parting words. I don't even want to like part at all <laughs> besides letting my puppy <laughs> out to go to the bathroom and that. But uh, I just for the listeners too, like someone maybe who uh, forges a little bit, wants to get into it. Uh, do you have any, uh, you know, like words of advice, wor- words of wisdom uh, to help them like get started or maybe something they, they should give a try? Yeah. Um, so regional books always um, based on where you live is, is the kind of literature that you're going to want to get because what grows in Kentucky is not the same as what grows in you know Washington state. Um, so get some regional books and, and something that you mentioned earlier that I always say is a good thing to do is like you said, you know, if I see a mushroom, I'll take a picture and, um, you know, note it what's around, like making a journal of like things that you found until you get comfortable with it and just kind of having that log to, to refer back to, because I found like mushrooms. I didn't even know that I'd found before because I went back through my camera roll and I was like, holy crap I found a chicken of the woods like four years ago and it was beautiful <laughs> and I left it like sitting there so just um also reach out to other people like I make myself really available to anybody who wants to talk about mushrooms so like if you know someone or if you're in Facebook groups like ask ask for help send some pictures um and don't eat anything you're not <laughs> you're not sure about <laughs> please god don't don't do that um but and just know that it, it does take some time, but with practice, you know, you'll get better and it gets easier and it's really freaking fun. And I encourage you to go outside and try to find something that you can eat. You meant that. That's, that's a great way to like wrap this up. Thank, thank you yeah. so much. Um, it's been really good talking to you and I, like, I hope we stay in touch and um, I, I'm excited to keep learning from you and like watch what you do. It's, it's really, yeah. it's really awesome. Um, yeah. Well, we better just, stay in touch or yeah. you're not getting your pawpaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, outside of the pawpaw jam, I definitely want to stay in touch with you anyway, but that yeah. is definitely yeah. uh, like cherry on top too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same here though. Like I, it's been awesome. Uh, thanks for letting me, blow a lot of smoke uh, about mushrooms <laughs> you're so welcome i think i think it was great uh and where where can people find you follow you learn from you 
Um, so TikTok is the one where I'm probably the most active with videos. So you can find me on TikTok at Appalachian underscore Forager. And then also the same for Instagram. So at Appalachian underscore Forager. And um, I, I respond to messages on Instagram all the time. So if you have any like weird mushrooms growing in your yard and you don't know what they are, shoot me a message because I always love to get mushroom pictures. Like people like dog pictures. I like mushroom pictures. So hit me up. Yeah, no, thank you. And I will share all of that uh, in the show notes too. If anyone wants to check that out, definitely do. Like your, your, and I'm going to check out your TikTok. Uh, most definitely. I'm excited for that. Oh, it's wild as hell. So. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> thank you again for being here. Love you guys. Leave us a review. Reach out to me through the website. Leave comments. Ask questions. We can bring these guests back for a part two, some question and answers. So let's, let's do it. Send me what you think. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, get out there.